This path will lead you to an unholy place, a cemetery. Hello everybody, Foggy Jack here, the lost boy, oddball of magic, and the host of the Foggy Jack 13 podcast. I'll meet you down in the pumpkin patch where the haunters meet the haunted. Okay, X. I've been wanting to tell you this story for a while. For some background, I work in a petrol station located on the highway, mostly night shifts, 3pm to midnight. So I'm used to the weird, the creepy, and the downright paranormal. But this... The day started like normal, people coming and going. It's about 7, and things are pretty dark and the store begins to slow down a bit. At the beginning, I was standing behind the console area when I noticed something, or rather, someone. Looking to my left, I lock eyes with a woman, a frail, thin, elderly lady with wrinkled skin and giant fly-eyed sunglasses on that cover half her face. I immediately get the jitters from her. She walked slowly through the door. I had to manually make it open to let her in as the auto doors didn't pick her up. She makes her way to me at the console, staring at me through those big, creepy sunglasses. Can you come outside and take a look at my car? I think something's wrong. Her voice is soft in volume, but deep and resonating, like I felt it more than I actually heard it. I declined though, explaining our policy with leaving with only one staff on site. Okay then, she says, and walked off to the toilet. Now, this is where alarms start going off in my head. I was serving other customers, stragglers here and there, when she comes out of the bathroom after five minutes. She walks over to me and says, There's no toilet paper. Could you come out and get me some? Again, alarm bells go off in my head. Something is telling me not to go out there. Instead, I grab the staff toilet paper from behind the console and hand it to her saying, Here you go, ma'am. Her demeanor becomes sour, or as far as I can tell with those damn sunglasses. She just responds with a short, Okay and she walks back into the toilet. About another five minutes pass, and she walks back out and wanders the shop. I watch her and notice she flicks her head in my direction every now and then, like she's scanning me. She walks up to the coffee machine, then calls me out. Her voice is louder this time, but it feels more like a knife this time, shrill and freezing. There's no milk in here. Can you replace it? I'd like a coffee. I know I should do it, but every something's not right alarm in my body and brain was screaming not to. Once again, I had to decline and tell her that I can't leave the console at this hour of the night. She gets visibly annoyed, saying how 
crappy my customer service is. She threatens to contact my manager if I don't come out and change the milk. I decline and apologize, even offer the manager's number. Over the course of the next 20 minutes, she tries to get me to come out three times more. She finally gives up and walks off, glaring at me through the windows as she rounded the shop out of sight. The rest of the night shift goes by without a hitch. No creepy things. It became a surprisingly mellow and normal shift. Though, I still have the sense of dread in my stomach. Swap over and leave at 3am, walking to my car about 50 meters in the parking lot. As I get closer, the glasses, scarf and gloves she was wearing around were folded neatly, the glasses resting on top, in a pile on the ground by my driver's side door. I look around, and the sense of dread just intensifies. Quick as the flash, I unlock my car, jump in, and lock it again. There was no time to relax as I start the car and gun it the hell out of there. I have never been so fearful in my life. The sense of dread never left. I got home and needed a few drinks before I could loosen up to even consider sleep. On March 12th, 2007, on the b of 4chan, an anonymous user posted a GIF image. At a first glance, strangely, the GIF wasn't animated. It was titled I'm underscore happy dot GIF and showed what appeared to be a drawing of a smiley face, only with realistic looking eyes and mouth. People who clicked on it saw the smiley face's smile slowly turn into a frown, and the eyes taking on an angrier appearance. The smiley face would then scream loudly, loud enough to burst eardrums, and gruesome images of torture bomb test victims, aborted fetuses, mutilated bodies, and animals being tortured would quickly flash by. After about five minutes, it would show the text, have a nice day, and the user's computer would automatically close out of the browser and would stop working, as if a virus had corrupted the hard drive. People whose computers were infected would shortly be found in their homes, skinned and mutilated, with a smiley face painted in blood on the floor next to their corpses. The founder of 4chan, Moot, would always claim that the picture never existed, and that the murders were unrelated. However, somewhere in the archives, the picture still exists. Most people who attempt to post it are usually swiftly banned by Moot. I'm going to dump one of my stories for y'all. I'll leave it up to you to believe it or not. But for me, this was the biggest nope moment in my entire life. Some background first. This happened in Boden, Sweden, a couple of years back. Boden is known for one thing, and one thing only. Military forts. It was long thought of as 
the key to northern Sweden. The first thing the Soviets would ruffle stump if they ever came charging. Those forts were secret as hell. In the past, and for some time now. One of the forts were used to store a large part of Sweden's gold reserve. However, after the Cold War ended, the forts became more obsolete than before, and were decommissioned. Now, I can begin to retell the story. I was 21, hanging out with a female friend that is more like a sister I never had. We were both scouts, and have been for as long as we both can remember. At the time, we were bored as hell, so we decided to go recon a cool campsite for the coming Halloween scare hike. My friend, let's call her H, knows a lot of cool old forts and trench systems. We drive off in my car, which was perfectly fine, and had gone through inspection without a hitch only a week before. We decided to check out the nearest old fort. I parked the car a couple hundred meters from the old fort, because someone had placed big-ass stones as a crude roadblock on the dirt leading to the fort. We walked and climbed up to the fort from the right slope that's somewhat accessible. Any thought of recon for a campsite have soon been replaced by thoughts of exploration. It's about midday, but the daylight was waning fast, due to northern Sweden. Luckily, we brought our flashlights. We eventually located a hole in the fence, big enough for us to go through. We explored for a bit, though all doors were locked, either with massive padlocks or internal locks. So, we decided to just head back the same way we came in. That's when we noticed a thick door that we both were sure had been closed was now slightly ajar. Not by much, maybe just a couple of centimeters. We hadn't heard any doors opening or anyone else being here. This is a door about 1.5 meters wide and 2.5 meters tall and made entirely out of one decimeter of cold steel and what appears to be on rusty hinges it looked like. I remembered that H told me before that local wildlife seems to shun this place. I started to get an obvious bad feeling about the whole situation. We both tried to keep our distance, but curiosity got the better out of both of us. We both peeked inside. It was pitch black in there, except I sensed something that was moving inside. I don't really know how I knew this, but I just got a very weird feeling like something was staring at us from inside. We both aimed our flashlights and thumbed them on. Our flashlights both gave a short burst of light and then went dead as doorknobs. The weird part was we had put new batteries before we went out. In a short fraction of a second we had light, I had managed to get a glimpse of something. A grey, blackish humanoid shape that looked more like a beast than a man. At the same time, something in my mind pushed the primal predator panic button. I'm not sure what H saw, but she was white as a sheet, and as damn near panicked as I had ever seen her. 
We both scrambled out without saying a word to each other. We both must have broken the record on 200 meter panicked sprint. I don't know about H, but I felt a sense of something. I can't describe it more than a terrible sense of hate following us. We get in the car and I turn the key, but nothing happens. The damn car wouldn't start. The headlights wouldn't even turn on for us. Eventually, after turning the key frantically again and again for the longest two minutes of my life, the car starts. We got the hell out of Dodge, with gravel flying everywhere as I floor it until we get back on the main road. I later learned, through other friends, that there has been other similar occurrences there. Some hear a faint, but very mocking laughter coming from beyond that door, and others feeling watched when they are near the fort. The door has never been ajar before or after. It's always been locked when anyone tried to open it. I still get the shivers when I think back to all this. It's been five years since this happened. I can add that H nor I have ever been back inside the fence of that place. Patreon. Hope to see you all next time down in the pumpkin patch. Thank you. Goodbye and blessed be.